Alright, so why do you like Mulan? I like Mulan because she fights for her family's honor and takes risks and does a really brave thing and is such a little badass. Yeah. And she just is trying to do, she's just trying to keep her family's honor and keep her dad from having to go fight and die, mm. basically. Because yeah. if her dad went to fight, he would die because he was like limp. Yeah. From the first time he fought. Yeah. That's really cool. So, defending yeah. honor. Yeah. It's very, I feel like it's really, especially for the Chinese culture too, they pulled into it. It's very empowering to women, I think. And uh, I don't know, in a good way. Not in, yes. not in a, yeah, uh, a bad way at all. It's, yeah, I don't know. That's really cool. Is that, does that constitute as a uh, princess movie? Yes, no? but I've recently heard that she is not one of the canonized Disney princesses. And so they literally call it canonizing and like Snow White and Sleeping Beauty She's coming right back. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> Alright, so Snow so, White, Sleeping Beauty. They're like canonized, which I guess I don't know what that really means, but I don't even know what that means either. But like so Mulan can't appear next to the canonized Disney princesses. Oh. Is she your favorite would she be your favorite Disney princess? Or? Yeah, she okay. is a Disney princess, but she's not yes. a canonized one. Yeah, is a... Uh, okay. Is Jasmine a canonized one? I think so. Really? I think she's Because that naked. doesn't seem like a Disney princess movie to me oh, either. Oh, Jasmine, like she is maybe no, maybe she's not. I think she is. I think she is. It seems like I see her a lot of times with the other ones, but I, I don't really know why. see her with the other ones. Well, Mulan's not really a princess. You, she is. Does she marry the prince? Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember that. He's a captain. Can't he's a, oh, he's a captain? <laughs> There's no loyalty in Mulan. No, no, no. This is There's no royalty involved in Mulan. Oh, okay. Not, not all Disney females are Disney princesses. Yeah. I mean, like I, I couldn't remember the story exactly, she, but... Yeah, he is. Um, is. Is Boo from Monsters, Inc. a Disney princess? No, Chris. <laughs> so what's your favorite Disney movie? I'm not sure. What's your favorite princess? Disney movie. <laughs> I love Mulan, personally. Yeah, yeah. I love, I like Mulan in part uh, because I don't know that it's like a distinctly like feminist story, but in a broader way, I like that it's about a, per, about a person who recognizes that to achieve good, they have to like transgress against their the expectations of their society, or like yeah. they're recognizing that like doing good always isn't always, sometimes it involves violating what's seen as good huh that's interesting yeah well said Craig yeah does that involve violating tradition going back to the idea of fathers and stuff doesn't she do that with all the weird she does violate tradition and uh, she violates tradition in the hopes of actually saving her family's honor yeah that's interesting and, like, because she's kind of, in that sense, rebellious in a way. <laughs> I was like, where'd you go? <laughs> I'm about to say. I was, like, uh, looking at your sock, I guess. I don't know. There's, there's this Carl Jung idea that says to be a whole integrated person, you actually have to commit a certain amount of people with quotation marks. Uh, I see what you're saying. To kind of fulfill your own interests. Like, you, you have to broadly speaking abide by uh, the morality of your culture but you also have to commit evil when it's necessary for you and you're not whole if you can't that's interesting yeah so but evil in quotation marks too like it's not this doesn't all yeah. it's not exactly because you would say in the story of Milan like she wasn't really doing evil according to the traditions of her 
her society and the society around her she was like yeah basically I mean, she she didn't they say that like she basically needed to be put to death that's what they right it was it was around you and be able to sometimes you have to violate yeah yeah yeah, yeah. have you seen the new one no have you have seen you? the new one New what? Mulan. Mulan 3? <gasps> no, one. with the live action one. No, no, I haven't seen it. I, no, I haven't Mulan 3. What would that Mulan be? Mulan 3. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> Mulan 1 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or it's just uh, Mushu and the Cricket hanging out. Wasn't that Lion King 1 and a half? It was mostly Timon and Pumbaa, I think, or something? Yeah, it was Timon and Pumbaa. They were rewatching Lion King 1. Oh, I thought it was all of us. That's so funny. They're rewatching it and then they're showing their specific parts that yeah. weren't always seen. Mm. So, what's your favorite Disney movie, Natalie? Um, and why? Or. Uh, is it still Sleeping Beauty? Wasn't it? No, it's not Sleeping Beauty. Um, I did like Sleeping Beauty because she was blonde. Oh, was that the reason? Yeah, that was literally oh. why. Because I, I thought like her that. hair was pretty. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite, my favorite Disney princess was was well for a while it was Sleeping Beauty that was the only reason but also Pocahontas. Mm. But um, I think I just like the story. I don't think I I was little so there wasn't any particular reason why I liked it more than others. If I had to pick a favorite now, and you said wait, what was that? You said Pocahontas and which other one? The oh, I said I like Sleeping Beauty because yeah. she was blonde. Okay. Um, I like Pocahontas because she's tall. But now, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Mm, I don't know. I'm you not don't sure. Know I don't know if I have a favorite. I don't watch so many Disney Disney movies. I've been anymore. trying to rewatch them because no. I just like trying to take things out of them. I like um, Fox and the Hound. Mm. That's always a good one. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. What do you like about Fox and the Hound? Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, he's just going in your room. I'm sorry. I don't think he'll get into anything. He won't pee on anything either. But yeah. <laughs> you can just close the door. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Friendship. 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 I don't know. It feels like a very real, real friendship of like sometimes you grow apart, and that's just the way that life is. It just teaches. It's teaching kids what adulthood looks like. It's crushing. It's very sad. It's teaching kids what adulthood looks like. Fox in the house. Yeah. My friend Mitchell was asking me. You guys know. No. Wait, what did you ask? I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying my friend Mitchell was asking me a long time ago if, like, which stories I knew about that are about friends drifting apart. Fox and the Hound? Yeah. Is that say. one that you said? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. I said The Social Network. Oh, I actually haven't seen oh. that. Oh, it's good. I've... Um, there was another Disney one that was, like, Sad like that? Well, the Fox and the Hound isn't really sad if you get to the end. Like, the the very end of it, too, is like... It's just, like, when you finish it, and you take a step back and look at it and think at it, it's really... It's very powerful, because it's like they're childhood friends, and then they grow apart, basically because the, all the, everybody tells them they can't be friends. Like, you're a hound, you're a fox, you just don't work together, you can't be friends, you're... Your enemies mm-hmm. at your core, and then it gets to the end, and they're both willing to lay down their lives for each other when their lives are on the line, mm. and that's what's like. So like it's like it's like when when death comes to their door, it's like then that that value of life like reemerges, and they they put aside their differences, and because you have the fox basically battle the bear to save the dog. And then he almost dies. And then the hunter goes to shoot the fox. And then the dog steps in front of the gun to protect the fox. And so they're both willing to... Like, yeah, that friendship, like, reemerges. And that's what's kind of really cool to me is, like, seeing that. And I mentioned to you, like, how you could even look at it as, like, if you wanted, like, 
take it into like even racial aspects, like a black and white child. You have as a fox and hound. That might be bad to say, but like, and then as they get older, it's like, well, you can't because your your differences or something, yeah. and you can't yeah. be friends or you can't be that good of friends or. That's definitely a broad idea too, like transcending boundaries to. Yeah. Recognize unity. Yeah, and so when you get to the end, it's like. When you're a kid, it just kind of seems like a sad story, I guess. But then when you get to the... When you're an adult and you watch it and you get to the end, you're like, wow, that's, like, really moving that they are willing to give their lives for each other. Even even after all that conflict and all their differences and everything. I don't know. That's a really good one. Mine, I think... The one, I'm kind of the same way, like, I don't really know why I like it, but I've always loved The Jungle Book. Mm, and that's one, like, I rewatch, and I still don't, I feel like I don't really get it. <laughs> Does, do you guys have any ideas of that? Like, I mean, it's a kid who's raised by wolves, like, what is that even, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? Um. Yeah, uh, same here. I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't really get it, and I don't know why I like it so much. The only thing I could think is, like, um, it was only because I've listened to that song for, like, a bajillion times. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. was talking about, you know, he's raised by wolves. I actually thought about that. Yeah, yeah, when we were listening to it earlier. Yeah, he's raised by wolves, and it talks, it says at one point, like, um, basically, like, he's lost all sense of, like, what it means to be human, and now he just lives by instinct. Mm. But still, instinct is, like, all creation... Their instinct is still to like. They still know what right and wrong is in a sense. They still know what to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. Like everyone lives by instinct. Huh. I don't That's know. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember the line in the song anymore. What song is that? It's uh, called Fur. I think I showed it to you when you were in town. Blitz and Trapper. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, let's yeah. see what I can find. But it's. I don't know. Yeah, there's that line in um, um, in the Jungle Book. It's not the Disney version, but it's in the. I think they bring it in the um, the live action. But it's the strength of the wolf is the pack, and the strength oh, of the pack is the wolf. Okay. The strength of the pack of the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. I'm like, I like, I like that line too. I don't know. I I recently got it on audio, so I've been trying to listen to it, and it's interesting listening to it that way too. Because there's a part where Mowgli tries to go live with the humans for a while and he does mm-hmm. but it he, and he successfully lives with them but then it's like the the leaders of the village reject him for almost mm-hmm. his like animal instinct but then he can't exist in with animals anymore because they're rejecting him because of his humanness it's like and Jesus. then it's like no. Jesus yeah no 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 what do you ridiculous. Um, the lyric I found the lyrics. Oh, yeah. Um, it says, uh, I lost the taste for judging right from wrong, for my flesh had turned to fur, and my thoughts surely were turned to instinct and obedience to God. Oh. It's very interesting. I, it was one of those things I, like, had talked to, I was talking to Micah shortly after I listened to the song about, like, uh, that syndrome, what's it? alcohol alcohol something syndrome where like if you drink alcohol when you're pregnant a lot of kids are born with this and they don't know do what fetal fetal alcohol syndrome that's what is it they don't like they can't really make the connection it's like they don't understand uh what's it called like if you're if you do something wrong and you tell them like this is wrong they don't they'll never really understand why so they'll continue to do the same thing because they don't understand cause and effect really because of because of because their mother drank when they were in the womb that's yeah. that's why and it's weird because why? like even even animals understand the difference between like like they even like all, all creatures understand that because that's basic instinct mm-hmm. cause and effect cause and effect but yeah huh. they don't understand it mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of them end up like robbing banks and doing crazy mm-hmm. stuff like that there's some women who will have like an occasional glass of wine though, and their kids turn out fine. I don't think oh, it's yeah. like always, but yeah. Yeah, it, no, it's definitely not always. I have uh, a friend, and um, his uh, his girlfriend got pregnant, and she 
basically decided to not tell him and drink it away. And um, and then, so they, when they kind of like, finally like came together and stuff, they decided to put it up for adoption because they figured it was going to come out like that. And then um, they ended up keeping it. Like once she actually had the child, they were like, we can't give this child up. And I think as far as I know, he's perfectly fine. He's a healthy child. So, and she drank, I think, heavily to... Yeah. Not necessarily. I don't know if it was so much like she. Her intention was to hurt him. I think she just wasn't thinking clearly and was just like I was. I think she was totally thrown into a world of chaos that she didn't know what to do and was like, "I'm just gonna drink and hope this problem goes away." It's not necessarily like I want to kill it or that's my intention. Just like I'm. I don't know what to do. Let's just. Let's, yeah. I'm. I'm already drinking. Let's just keep. Just drink heavier or something. But then, yeah, he came out perfectly healthy as far as I know well, so I don't think it happens one of those things you can't you don't really know because like uh, they have like similar some of them have similar features like kids who have that syndrome have like oh, similarities okay. in features but also like you won't really know until you try to teach them mm-hmm. when they're older and that's, then they just don't get it mm-hmm. I think so it takes it takes parents a while to figure out that that's what's wrong with they don't under, so they don't understand cause and effect or they don't understand like um, uh, consequences they don't either, well, I guess it, I mean, either. Like, they kind of go hand in hand like well, you have consequences for your bad actions which is like cause and effect so they don't they don't get it but I, I guess I mean like uh, good consequences either do they understand that mm-hmm. so they don't so. I don't think they understand huh. that they don't understand so karma they yeah. kind of don't get that like so like I do this good and then I'll reap this benefit or yeah uh, yeah or, the, no, or vice think, versa yeah I don't think huh. they understand either that's interesting I wonder if people with that would ever engage in any sort of uh, self any sort of sacrifice in any way they wouldn't would they if they don't understand cause and effect they wouldn't like storing up something for the future like a savings account like that's sacrifice in a way like I'm not gonna spend all this money so I can have money for my future yeah like would they understand that if they don't understand cause and effect I I don't know I guess not no. I'd be curious to learn more about it yeah, yeah. I'm not an huh. expert, expert on it but like you brought it up I don't know the Jungle Book. Wait, what? I will say the Jungle Book. It felt like the villain. Sorry, I mean, there's we're, not we're a lot of chocolate. Back. Okay, Shere Khan, the villain. It seems like he was one of the scariest villains because he was just way more powerful than. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, come here, kill me. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Even in the book, like when I've been listening to it, that's kind of their. Yeah, it's like that's his. He's just there to try to kill nobody. He's a lame tiger, so it's like, but because of his lameness, he can't hunt quite as well, so that's why he hunts, like, cattle or humans or something. I don't know, in the book. Interesting. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's different than the Disney movie, but... The fire... Yeah, the Disney movie, he is very terrifying. He's just... Yeah. Natural predator. He's almost like, yeah, and he's like a, kind of just like... A, a, a little bit om- ominous to it. Like he's kind of a story, and then he manifests himself at the end in a very real way. I don't know. Yeah. What about these dumb snakes? Snakes and no, like, what? like in like the Jungle Book, he's stupid, and then in Robin Hood, he's stupid. The snake. Uh huh. Oh, Robin Hood. Yes. Oh Paws. yeah. Paws not stupid. Paws not stupid. I guess he, but he's dopey. Yeah. It's kind of dopey. They're I don't understand dopey. that. Okay, here's one thing that's really interesting to me that I haven't thought about or anything about more. I think it's really fascinating. In the Jungle Book, the reason the animals start to reject, the wolf pack starts to reject Mowgli, is because um, one of the reasons is they can't look him in the eye. Like, and that's and that's one thing that, like, even Bagheera, because Bagheera is, like, Mowgli's mm. best friend, and he's like, he's like, and Mowgli's like, why do I have to leave? 
and Mowgli looks at him, and then Bagheera looks away, and he's like, "Even I can't look you in the eye." There's a like, there's a look in the eye thing. Yeah, like and animals can do. Like a lot of times, when you look at an animal, you stare at them. Most of the time, they look away. Like they don't do that with humans. Look me in the eye. Um, I don't know if it's something like the eyes are the window to the soul or something. I don't know. But the thing that's fascinating to me is Ka, the snake, it hypnotizes Mowgli by looking him in the eye. Oh, and he was. I'm like, what does that mean? I need to think about that more. There's a thing going on in the. He hasn't eaten him. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting (laughs) to me that the snake is able to look him in the eye and hypnotize him in doing that, which is even what. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say, the other thing that's like really obviously going on in there is uh, how Shere Khan is afraid of him because of, or he defeats Shere Khan with fire, and King Louis wants him to teach him how to make fire. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. it's like everybody's obsessed with him because he's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's what I mean. I feel like I, I don't really understand that, that story or that movie that well, but for some reason I've always... Even when I was a kid, I've always liked that one. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he climbs trees. I don't know. Both. Both. Brother Bear. Indulgent. Both and. I never saw that. I heard it's good. Brother Bear is pretty bomb. It's a little forgettable, uh, but it's good. (laughs) A little forgettable. Coco. (laughs) Yeah, talk about that. I haven't seen that still. It's just about family. Just family. <laughs> it's just about respecting family and, you know, putting it above everything else. It's very sweet. It's about ancestors, right? I've fallen mm-hmm. asleep in that movie twice. I'm not just so, so I just don't. I think I've watched it both in times where I've been just like. I fell asleep in that movie so too. So exhausted. Oh. And so I've never gotten all the way through it. And I like cheered up in that movie. I know it's really good, but it's just it's been, good. I've only watched it when I'm just like the most tired in like groups of people. Yeah. Where were we? I watched it at the mill. I don't think you were there. And you fell asleep? Yeah. I don't know where I watched it. I watched it twice and I was like. Way better than Moana. I'm just saying. You know, I watched it. I didn't see that either. Moana, I think I recently saw something about... I feel like people are are kind of... Sometimes take that approach to Disney movies too much. They look for feminine feminism in it too much to really rip it apart. Like, same thing with Frozen. I need to rewatch Frozen, though. But apparently that was most people's complaint with it. It was so pro-feminism that it was like... People just tore it to pieces, and I don't know if that's true. I haven't rewatched it. I've only ever seen it once. Same thing with Moana, but when you're so overt, it just doesn't age well. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like that about Frozen. I I didn't. I didn't get that. Didn't get those vibes. I didn't get those vibes. The second one. All over the place. Feminism. I can't. I I mean, it was just like. Oh, she was. She was just independent. Independent. She's allowed. She was just like, she was just doing her. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> Some like rude schmoozy guy was trying to like, wasn't he rude? He was like kind of like. Which guy? The, the redhead Crystal? guy? No, yeah. oh, no, the other guy. Okay. The other guy. But he was coming in hot on, on that. Guys, I don't remember the story. Elsa was just a lone wolf and I think that's totally you fine. You didn't come in until like halfway through You're the like, movie. There's nothing wrong with the lone wolf. There's nothing wrong with being alone. <laughs> what, frozen? She's yeah. I don't really understand. I don't understand why. I don't why. remember the storyline too well, but. I don't really remember. She just, I mean, like, she. I can't come and I. She runs into the woods because she's got these powers that she can't control. And so she leaves her kingdom behind. And Anna goes back to save her. Anna's a typical princess. She had two love interests. And she still got married. Who's the, what's the deal with the snowman? Is that kind of her consciousness? I don't even remember. Snowman's just a, he's just a dopey sidekick. Just a dopey sidekick. What about Shrek? Shrek has two sidekicks. I don't The gingerbread man? But that's handsome Shrek. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Handsome Shrek. Regular Shrek are very different people. Has anybody seen that other one that, what's that one you, you remember the name of it? Is it about all the emotions or something? Oh, Inside Out. That one was cute. I never saw it. Yeah. 
It was good? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that one. Have you seen it? I thought it did a beautiful job of... <laughs> <laughs> what great What's going go on? You don't like it? No, go ahead. I, was just, like I was that feel. Ruthie's friend, Megan, you guys know Megan. Mm -hmm. Megan was like, we were talking about that movie and she was like, What's the friend, the homeless guy, the villain? And I was like, have you guys seen this movie? Mm -mm. No, but you can go ahead. I, I don't know. Well, I, I can't. Give me some spoilers. Oh, Billy, oh, what is it? Well, there's a song that accompanies, you, you've seen it? Mm -hmm. And I said, who's the friend that likes to play? And there's a song in the, in the movie that goes, who's the, friends that like the, who's the friend that likes to play? Bing bong, bing bong. And that's his name. Anyway, it's kind of an inside joke that doesn't work because nobody's seen it. Anyways. But I said that, and she and she she, she finished it. Bing bong, bing bong. Oh. Of course, yeah, Meg Megan good. loves her feelings, so yeah, I think she loves Inside Out. But I thought it was a great. I thought it did a great job of expressing people's feelings and their growth, and yeah, it was cute. I heard it was good. I it still haven't cute. seen it. Peter yeah. Robinson show. Mm-hmm. What's that? Me, the Robinson is good. That was a really good movie. It's not Disney. Oh, it's not. What is it? Pixar? Mm, I don't think it's Disney. Is it Disney? Yes. Oh, it's just kidding. It's about Walt Disney. It's like dedicated to Walt Disney. Oh, okay, just kidding. It is Disney. It was kind of a lazy movie, to be honest, in some ways, but it was heavy kind of on the feels. Mm hmm. You know what, what about, movie? Oh, go ahead. No, it's okay. What were you gonna no, say? No, no, go ahead. You go um, what movie struck me to my core? Wreck It Ralph two. Really? <laughs> I did not see the first one. <laughs> the second one, I was like, oh man, because it was like the semester I was graduating. I went to go visit someone for Thanksgiving, and it's all about like moving on, and he's like, he doesn't want to move on, but his friend has found the internet and she wants to be a part of the internet now she's like thriving there and so he has to learn to let his friend go and live her life and to like know that friendship is friendship even at a distance and i was wow. like ouch <laughs> close it was like just bad timing on my yeah. part yeah it hit, it hit me in the feels oh, for sure brutal mm -hmm. oh, yeah that's interesting that. Was a I just heard somebody even mention the uh, the just the whole idea of remembering something. It was on that podcast I think we were listening earlier. Is how you're you're drawing you keep a connection with, like it's like this like lifeline. You keep a connection with stuff, like to remember God. It was when he was talking about that Jonah when I was playing that weird Jonah podcast. Oh, I had now, Jonah remembered God from the belly of death or something, mm -hmm. and so that's kind of keeping it. But it. The thought of like remembering your past, even moving away from something, and it's like you're, or even moving apart, like you guys living in separate states now, but just your remembrance of one another kind of keeps this weird like connection. How how memory keeps it? I don't know. I've just never thought about that before to actually think about that idea of yeah, memory being a I don't know this weird connection mm -hmm. and bond in a sense. I don't know, but it's almost kind of. Uh, what would you think um, in the aspect of death then because that's a lot harder because it's different when it's just your friends and you're moving apart from another state and you can still see each other what do you mean um, okay for example uh, I know I mentioned that to you before it's like when it's death uh, it seems so final mm that maybe this kind of ties back into how we were talking about earlier about that actually the 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 like how the the hope of a resurrection because it's like if you don't have that then your memory and those connection to the lost loved ones is almost a plague like it's it's torment like it, if you don't believe you're going to see them again yeah yeah in a sense it's kind of like your memories are good, but at the same time, they're freaking awful. Like, can you, I mean, a, like a widow who loses her husband, and then she, every time she thinks about her husband or walks around her empty house, it's like, you have all those good memories of, hey, we sat on this couch together, but at the same time, it just brings sadness. And then if you have no hope of seeing them again, you know, then what? If anyone had seen Coco, yeah, okay. then you would know. You know? <laughs> the dead? You would know it's all yeah. It's about the Day of the Dead, 
and they put out photos of all their loved ones mm -hmm. and they basically erase one person from their family because they think that he left their family but really like he died, he died. <laughs> but they That's think sad. that he abandoned them uh -huh. but when you are forgotten there's like a whole group of people in like the afterlife when they're forgotten then they slowly disappear and then they're just gone once their loved ones have all forgotten them mm. when the last person that knew you has died then you're no longer you're no longer in the, mm. the afterlife you just disappear for good yeah that's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this, you're I welcome. Mean, well, it's weird because I had to process all this stuff. I feel like last year, 2019, which is really crummy. That was a crummy year. But like going through all that, it's like that is, and then growing apart. The distance of just the distance that just time creates, and then even with losing Uncle Mark, like it's almost been a year now, and it's like Uncle Mark, like he. It was on Friends Friendsgiving when we got that call, remember? And then, so it's like now a year from that, it's like the distance that time creates, and then the way those memories start to fade is kind of terrifying. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And then even their image fades. Like, yeah. I couldn't picture his face right now mm -hmm. apart. I mean, I, I could, but less and less over time. Mm -hmm. Like, without a. Yeah, and then that's so scary. Mm -hmm. And so it's like comforting to me to almost even commit those memories to um, whatever that means. It's like, I, I, it's okay to put them in a box in, in a sense, like it, you, you, know, you put keepsakes like in a little treasure box and put it in your closet or something from your childhood. It's like you can almost do that with memories and kind of commit them to God and be like, put them, and so instead of putting him in, the, but you're almost putting him in the future with the res, with the hope of a resurrection. It's like I can take those memories of them, and even though those memories are starting to fade, I can trust you with them, God, and I'll get all of that back in a sense. I don't know. It's just weird having to process all that. I don't know. Sorry to get that was kind of a little sad turn. I didn't mean to take it that way. It's okay. We can go back to movies. Let's go back She's to that. This fall when she started talking about Wreck-It Ralph too. Yeah. Yeah, you mean it's sad. I mean, that that movie will bring any person to tears, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't have I to watch that. Movies, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. The one I was going to bring up, because it's not a Disney movie, at least I don't think it is, uh, is Land Before Time. Oh, pretty my bad. Lord, oh. it's brutal. I love Land Before Time. All right, talk brutal. about that. You like it? Yeah. It's hard to watch. It's really sad. And uh, why do you like it, then? Sometimes... Feeling sad is beautiful. <laughs> no! Sometimes you need a good cry when you put on Land Before Time. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just remember the tragic parts of Land uh -huh. Before Time. Yeah. And the whole thing is kind of has this kind of dark mood. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. Also because you know that the dinosaurs get wiped out, so... Yeah, that's rough. I mean, not in this, not in this, like, in the story, so but, you know, sad. You, it's like this... Uh, dramatic irony because you know that the dinosaurs don't get wiped out. Yeah. yeah. What's the um? Here's a weird little parallel. I'm gonna try to pull it. What do they call that that they're going towards? Um, the Great Valley. That's what it's called. Yeah, the Great Valley. So, is that the Kingdom of Heaven? I do. Like, did you ever think of that? The promised Land. I actually don't remember the, the Promised Land. Well. Yeah. It kind of is that in that it is a Promised Land mm -hmm. in that movie. With candy. I don't know. Yeah. Same. Man, that's I. <laughs> I had a Snickers in so long. I was like, that's a butter. I just remember three stars. Yeah, I like that little line. They're very sticky. His mom gives them because he, she, they don't even know. That's interesting too. Thinking about the king with that because she even, they even say that he's like, he asks his mom, he's like, how do you know that the Great Valley exists? And she says, some things you see with your heart. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and he ends up finding it again. I never thought really to reference it in that way, though. Like that parallel of like the promised land, like you said. Like, how do you know that exists? How do you know heaven's real? Some things you see with your heart. Man. And just keep walking towards that. The Land Before Time is a movie about hope. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good. You know what other movie is beautiful? Yeah. Sharp Tooth. Journey to the Center of the Earth. <laughs> <Ooh>. Brendan <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
I saw it with uh, Will Ferrell. What are you kidding? You're kidding, right? I love that movie. Land of the Lost? That was it. That's what it was. was, I don't remember much of that. I freaking loved Land of the Lost. Is it it good? It was funny when I was 13. (laughs) Okay. I really like Turning to the Center of the Earth. I don't remember it. I I don't know that I ever saw it, actually. Honestly, like, that's obviously where the dinosaurs went. That's their promised land is the center of the Earth. Yeah. That would be fun if you had to have dinosaurs there. That would be kind of neat. Guys, yeah. the movie called The Rats of the Moon. Have you ever seen that The Rats of the Moon? It does sound familiar. Do you have any fan graphics? 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 Do you have any fan Oh, here's a movie. I don't know. This is a little shot in the dark if you've seen it. I kind of want to rewatch it. Altered States. It's oh. an old movie. Mm-mm. You might be interested in that. Yeah. Like, uh, it's basically, it might be from the 80s. It looks really old, but it's this guy. I remember it really creeping me out. And I watched it years ago. Yeah. But it's basically this guy, and he might be a scientist or something, but he basically just it goes down a spiritual path of psychedelic drugs uh-huh. and there's all this crazy imagery i remember like this goats and blood and stuff going there like a like wow. a goat with like a bunch of like his whole face is full of eyes or something and then at the end i think he like kind of turns into a monkey or something like it's a weird reverse evolution type thing i don't know i have to rewatch it i just didn't know if you might have seen it because uh-huh. it's yeah it's probably one of those cult classics. It's like a baby. Yeah. You that just need to awesome. figure out what he is. Hey, you might like yes. it. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts on it. But can I make a note of that? Altered States is what it's, what it's called. It just came recently come back to my mind because even listening TikTok. to that podcast we were talking about with uh, on Joe I Rogan. I barely control myself Joe Rogan brings up psychedelics a lot, you know, and stuff. But I, then when uh, um, uh, don't watch it super uh, often, but I was I can't remember his name. Uh, Graham Hancock. And they had yeah, uh, that one when they were talking about psychedelics, and, it made, and they were have you seen kept, George of the Jungle? They were referring to it as <laughs> like, like altered states. Of George of the Jungle. And that's when it came back to my mind. And then I was like, maybe we should rewatch that movie. And she has like washboard abs, and she's like, and it just keeps showing all these clips, and she's like, it's so funny. I really want to rewatch it because I was watching the clips even and I was like, What, what is this? <laughs> George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah, I rewatched that not too long ago because really? Dad was so was obsessed with it for some reason. He was obsessed with it. Also, oh, I said it just recently. Time. He got in his big George of the Jungle. No, he, he just wanted to rewatch it, I guess. I really want to rewatch it because I, I don't. Craig was in this class. You probably don't remember. <laughs> in film theory. Oh, I remember that. But do you, I don't know if you remember this very stupid thing that I said in that class, which was, we were talking about The Lion King, like the new, like, the new one that they made, and Fisher was, like, asking our opinions on it, and I was like, I just think that I liked it better when they trained animals to, to, like, play the parts, like in George of the Jungle. <laughs> he was like, it's a guy the one with Brendan Fraser, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I went home and I was like, oh my gosh, that's literally the a guy. Cookies, yeah, that's like, hilarious. yeah, that gorilla that bakes cookies. And <laughs> yeah. wears glasses and I reads think, books. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fisher thought I was joking, but I was so serious. Did he just be like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, oh, okay. I think he thought I was joking, so he just kind of like laughed it off. But then I was oh, like, I literally... I hadn't seen it since I was little, and I thought those were real when I was little. <laughs> so, was so much fun in that man's class. That was so fun. <laughs> that was so fun. Did you guys have a lot of classes together? No. Yes. Did we? Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I think we did. So my my there's a, there's a, a period in time where Natalie and I got really close because oh yeah that is because true. What happened <laughs> on Tuesdays? That was that we had a class together in the morning. Yeah. And then... We had at least two... We had two back-to-back. We had film theory and photography back-to-back. Yeah, so we had class together, class together. And then... Maybe there was chapel in there, but I don't know if we went. You guys... But the thing is, then we went... Then we worked... We had, like, a meeting on Tuesdays at (laughs) 4. 
Yeah. So we had a meeting on Tuesdays at four, which is right after so photography. Like minimum three hours a day. Yeah. Probably four because those Ooh. were like hour fifteen classes. Yeah. And then we hang out and like go to Goodwill or something. Yeah. So. That's true. That is true. Okay, that's fair. Because in my mind, I was like, we didn't have that, but that semester we had like what? a semester full day together. That was. Your senior year? No. Junior year? Uh, that was the first semester I was on tech crew. When I was like a. Sophomore? I was maybe junior year. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that? What would that be? 20. 2017? 17? Yeah, 2017. So what did you do in film class? Did you study films? Oh, it was fun. <laughs> it was great. It was we, so fun. We talked about different styles of film and different... Come here, uh, We talked about how film Come changed here. in terms of how they conveyed meaning through the like, the use of the tools. That's interesting. It was, it was, it was really cool. I had a film yeah. class at Mississippi State, but I don't remember enjoying it super much. Well, film but. theory was... Well, I mean, like, formalism, realism, all that stuff. I'm just, like, film theory is probably my favorite class I took at Lee. I just thought it was, like, the coolest class. Granted, all the movies we watched in that class I hated, but I still Did you watch Citizen Kane in it? No, actually. He made us watch this Asian film instead because he was, like, it's the same thing as Citizen Kane. It's, like, the same concept. Two lovers. The two lovers, yeah. He, he made us watch this oh, it was awesome. This movie, and then he was like, he didn't tell us it was basically Romeo and Juliet, just like a little, with like a twist. So we watched this whole movie, and then all of a sudden, like at the end, these two people are like being like, they're on a horse, and they're being taken to their death together. And I'm like, what? It was a good movie, though. What? Then there was that really long scene of them on a boat together for like... Do you remember we watched 400 Blows? I loved 400 That's Blows. That's like in my top three stuff. Yeah, 400 Blows is Never a great movie. Huh. It, it had an effect on me. French noir, right? Is it? Wasn't it? Yeah. I, I can't remember. I want to say... I think it was French. It was French for sure. I, I don't know. The thing that, that was important about the movie to Fisher, or one of the things that was important about it, was that... You had previously had all these kind of really high-budget Hollywood films. Uh, meanwhile, in France, they're like, we don't need to do that. We're going to make them really low quality. <laughs> and not only that, but we're going to make them about boring people. So it was very, like, Monday. Yeah. It was very, very That's mundane. weird. But it was, I mean, I'm it was good. It follows funny. this boy the whole time. And, like, the whole, it, it's like a day in the life of type of story where it's just like, this is how this kid lives. And this is the end of the story. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, there's no climax. It's just. What sticks out to you about that movie? Like, are there, are there, is there anything particular that sticks out to you? Um, I feel like probably just the end. I don't know. I think the end is just interesting because it does just like, and it feels like watching like a, I don't know that most people would like it because now it just feels like most indie films. Where, like, a lot of indie films just kind of, like... Like, uh... This isn't an indie film, but where the yeah, where the wild things are... <laughs> when you were describing it, it like, sounded like an indie film. the center of the earth? <laughs> no, no. But where the wild things are, you know how he comes home and he, like, sits at the table after his mom's been looking for him, and then he just, like, eats cereal? Yeah. And that's how it ends. It, was similar to it feels like that, where it's, like... He like the police are chasing him for something because he like I don't remember what he does and then he's just running on the beach running on a chain link fence like running running for like two minutes <laughs> he just runs just running just runs for so long and then he just runs on the beach and then the movie ends and you're just like uh, wow I highly recommend it <laughs> it is great uh, I will say the, I wish that I had liked the bicycle thief but I did not like it that was like. The Italian neorealism one. Didn't what's, like the, it. what's the premise of that? I don't. I don't actually remember watching. I think it of the movie or of Italian neorealism. No, the movie. I don't remember watching. It's like this guy. Um, he has a bicycle, <laughs> obviously, okay. and he needs it to do his job because so many people are out of work. Mm. And then someone steals his bicycle, mm. and he is like desperately trying to find his bicycle so he can get his job done. 
and if he doesn't get his bicycle he will not get paid and his family will suffer and so he has his son with him like the whole time and he's trying to figure out what to do and then i think at the end he steals the he steals the bicycle and then he gets arrested in front of his son is this like pursuit of happiness for will smith as a sell all those medical computers yeah pretty (laughs) it's actually very similar not gonna lie it's very very similar (laughs) pretty much the same movie just with a bicycle We had to, we watched a animated movie in that class. We watched Princess Mononoke. Did we watch that in that class? Yes. Uh, I don't know that I've seen that. I definitely remember it, but well, I don't remember watching that class. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't because I good? don't remember the bicycle. Did we take a class together? <laughs> I don't know what I watched the bicycle thief in. I might have watched that in history, film history, maybe. I probably did. I probably did, yeah. What was that one good? Princess Princess, that one's good. It's, it's cool. It's it's pretty. You, I mean, with your film symbolism kick, you you really love it. It's it's cool. The main like character it. sucks. Princess Mononoke is terrible. It's hard for me to watch. <laughs> she, <laughs> super annoying. It's. I feel like it's hard for me to watch movies she's and, not annoying, but and try to pull out symbolism while I'm watching them. Well, you just gotta you sense? gotta let it wash over you. You gotta just yeah yeah. Like I feel that's how I feel about rewatching all these Disney movies. It's like I just need I just sit down, watch it, and enjoy it, and then think about it later. Because if like if I'm sitting there trying to think about it while I'm watching it, I feel like I don't enjoy it. Yeah, and that's like and it's and I don't get as much because my mind will wander and I stop like paying attention or just in taking it in. I guess in a way. I'd like to see that one though. It's cool. It's about a curse yeah. and it's about uh, human beings and like the spirit of nature. The spirit of music. Don't you dare. Yeah, I really, I think I really like to see it then. It's cool. Yeah. Huh. That's did interesting. You, did you see that movie? No. Princess Mononoke. I feel like you sat in on it. No. Oh. I sat in on something when I was starting to be around. I'm gonna take him out to from CVS. I watched another one of those. Yeah. Like Spirited he, away. He might have been. I've, I saw that a long time ago and I don't remember any of it. I, wanna, I heard it's really, really good though. It's a trip. No. Yeah. I want to watch. I like to rewatch it. The Barbarossa. Castle. Uh, Lapita Castle in the Sky. How's Moving Castle. How's Moving Castle. I haven't watched a lot of them. I feel like I started watching The Borrowers one and I didn't finish it. The Borrowers? Yeah, there's like a... It's cool. Yeah, but it's... Like an animated? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not like the... Not like the one we grew up with. <laughs> no. That one's pretty good. That one's uh, good, what, though. Wait, who's in that? Who's the main... Like, the that guy, guy, he's from Little Shop of Horrors. The dad? Really? No. That's the one. Oh, no. If, if we're going to start with one, that's the one we should watch. Wait. Well, there's a borrower's one. Was it good, Natalie? I get, I, from what I remember, the parts I watched seemed good. But which ones do you have? I have The Wind Rises, and I have Spirited Away, and I think I have... Princess Mononoke? I feel like if she hasn't seen any, you should probably show her Spirited Away or Princess Mononoke. I would do Spirited Away because I feel like Princess Mononoke doesn't compare to Disney princesses. She's pretty lame. It's in a different universe. Well, Ruthie's a big borrowers. She's got some deep roots in the borrowers. Okay. The borrowers. Okay, so like, what do you mean? Like, is that a book? What is it? I, I don't know. We had this movie when I was little, and it was The Borrowers, and they were these little people who lived in a house, and the the house was going to get stop. demoed. Yeah, is this, and it's real, here, like, real it's, it's not a cartoon. It's, it's okay, not a cartoon. Yeah, I know. I grew up with that, too. Yeah, it's Loved a great movie. It. Yeah. Loved it. And there's a part where they get on a roller skate or something, and they have, like, a <laughs> rocket on the back, I think. And, and they get attacked uh, by a beetle. Wait. Is that what you're talking yes. about? And then they're in cereal? There's there's a part where the one gets stuck <laughs> in the milk jug. Oh, that's, that's life size. No, no, that's... Yeah, you're thinking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. In oh, cereal. Honey, I Shrunk the yeah, Kids. They're in like a, a bottle factory with milk, and one of them's about to get sealed in the bottle. And 
Maybe. It's been a long time. Yeah. I but I just, I have this vivid memory of their house. Uh-huh. Like their house inside the walls, and I just was obsessed with it. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. I remember yeah, watching that. I think I have that. It's on um, my, I should leave that with you guys before I go. That My Voodoo account, it's got all of my, like, well, not all my movies, but a bunch of my movies on the, You know what Voodoo is, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's on there. Uh, the Borrowers mm-hmm. should be, because it was one of my. I mean, I, don't know, I wouldn't call it one of my favorite movies, but it's probably definitely in my top 20 because it was one of those childhood ones, too. Yeah, it's a good one. What's like, uh, do you guys know what the idea of that is? Like, why, what is, is that like, like, who came up with that idea of the borrowers? Is it just like when you lose something and yeah. they're like, explain it away? Yeah, explain it away. Because like, we little lose little things all the time. Mm. And then so the borrowers took it? Yeah. yeah. Which it's a funny idea. Yeah. You said you like the borrowers because they're resourceful. Yes, I love how they would take things that are, their purpose was something else and then turn it into a different purpose, like how they'd make tables out of like, I don't know, their their entire world was made out yeah, of junk. things. Yeah, yeah they junk get or little trinkets and... Uh-huh. Yeah, and like buttons are like this big to them, so it could be yeah. their table or something. Yeah, yeah. it just is great. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I just thought it was so cool. How's he doing? He's good, he had to pee. Oh, He's great. Good. Is it this one? you see this one? Mm-mm. What is that one? I might have only seen that one. Was it my, uh... There's one called My Neighbor Totoro, which is like kind of. I've heard of that too, and I haven't seen any of these though. That's interesting. Oh, here's a movie What's... that I can bring up so you see. Uh, Never Ending Story. Oh, that's a trip. Yeah. I haven't seen that in so long. I wanted to rewatch it, and I never got around to it. The puppetry is nuts. Puppetry. <laughs> you got any thoughts on that? What do you like about that one? Well, I. I prefer puppetry to Brendan Fraser style animal training. <laughs> Brendan <laughs> animal training. <laughs> all right, all right. Are you sure they didn't I train that dragon? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about puppetry? <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it's very weird. Whenever I met Craig, he told me one of his favorite movies is his like guilty pleasure movie is The Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah, yeah, Aunt Alice or whatever, yeah, she's supposedly wrote that. Yeah, very strange. But she took her name off of it because she wasn't pleased with the film. Wait. It's like, that's really dumb. Say that again? You said you know somebody who wrote it? Our great, well, supposedly our great Aunt Alice wrote a book that inspired the movie, The Dark Crystal. No way. And then she took her name off of it because she was so upset with the way that it turned out. But she wrote... Um, her pen name was Andre Norton. Andre Norton. She wrote Beastmaster. Yeah. Also, I talked to like David's dad about this because he's super into science fiction books, and he was like, "I have all of her books." No and I was way. like, "No way!" And then I went to their house, and he like pulled out his collection. He was like, "Here, are all my Andre Norton books." And I was like, "Oh my god!" She was actually really popular. I didn't, yeah, she, I didn't realize that. She's the first woman to win a science fiction award for writing or something and she like that. Her. Yeah, but she wrote under Andre Norton because it was a man's name. And so it it's kind of like Mulan, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's exactly right. like Mulan. Exactly. Pretty much, pretty much the same. Guys, is it too cold in here? No.